Hello and welcome back to Bad Moms in Business. My name is Bridget. I'm Amanda Sharp. I'm Danielle. And we are super, super excited to have you with us for this episode. Today we are tackling a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that is weight and the struggles we have and share uh, with weight loss, weight gain, how to talk to your kids about it. And I can't be the only one here that has had these highs and lows when it comes to weight no loss. Way. You know. I just continue to have highs. I'm not one to really be able to achieve lows. So we can talk about that a little. <laughs> Whatever. It keeps going up though. Hey, but you know, that's a good point. Like all of our struggles, like we don't want to minimize anyone's struggle because someone's five pounds, maybe someone's a hundred pounds. You know, there's, they're both important. Well, and maybe there are people out there that struggle with gaining weight as well. I mean, that's yes. not something that couldn't be a struggle for some people. I've never Absolutely. experienced that struggle, <laughs> but it I is didn't like you, but <laughs> we've overcome that obstacle now. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, well, I know personally, I am a chronic yo-yo dieter. Mm. Um, I gain, I lose, I gain it back. I lose more. I gain some more. It's been my entire adult life and certainly middle school and high school is probably where it started. Um, and there's, there's studies that actually show that being a yo-yo dieter is worse for your body than to just carry the extra weight. I've heard that. I just recently heard that myself and I was shocked. Mm -hmm. I know me too, because you think when you're losing, you're, you're excited and you're thinking, oh my gosh, my body's so proud of me. My body's so happy, but Mm -hmm. you're doing damage to yourself. That's kind of scary. I know. Well, I know, especially for someone who's been doing it for 15, (laughs) 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I can, I, I'll start because I think I have maybe the most to say within this little group, the three of us. Um, I am someone who grew up with, I hate to say this, but, um, cause I don't know who's listening. I'm sure my mom's going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I grew up with a dad who very much concerned himself with what the number on the scale said when it came to me. Um, very concerned about the clothes I wore, what size I wore, and that has done serious damage, okay. uh, not only to my self-esteem, but, or, and my mental health, but to the way I have, the, the way I relate to food, the way I relate to exercise, the way I relate to myself, it's been very damaging. Mm-hmm. And I say this because I'm sure that I'm not alone in that. Oh, and sure. No if you're if you're someone who has had family members treat you poorly because of the way that you look or the the number on the scale, I just want people to know that they're not alone and that it's hard to get over and it's hard to navigate as an adult having that healthy relationship with yourself and food and exercise. It's incredibly difficult. 
Well, Bartel- I, oh, go ahead, Danielle. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, I was going to say, you said it's hard to get over. Would you say that you've recovered from that or are you still actively working on that part of your soul? No, I've not recovered. Um, my dad died. It'll be six years in January. And I still think about what he would say about the way I look right now. Um, mm-hmm. About a year ago, I had lost about 30 pounds and I was so proud of myself. But the whole time I was doing it, I kept thinking, I wonder what my dad would say about this, which is disgusting. I'm 35 years old. It doesn't matter <laughs> what my dad would say about this. Um, I think I could benefit probably from some therapy, but it's not something I've pursued yet. As far as my therapy for the, the struggle I have with food specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that I have sought out yet, but it may be after this. (laughs) I think you said, Oh, sorry, Amanda. Your turn, Danielle, your turn. (laughs) (laughs) I think you said something really powerful there in that, um, maybe therapy could help. I think a lot of people could benefit from therapy. Mm -hmm. It is something that of an avenue that I have never personally taken myself yet, but I do believe that so many people can really benefit from it. We're all carrying around a certain amount of baggage from, for one reason or another, whether it be family or a past relationship or something like that. And I think that that's really powerful that you said that and that you can kind of admit that because I think there's a lot of people that have a negative opinion about therapy and it doesn't have to be this, you know, terrible, mm-hmm. awful, embarrassing thing. It's just you're going to talk out your feelings with a professional who can help you sort through your thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And as much as the extra weight that I carry around weighs me down, so does that emotional mm. weight. Emotional baggage, man. It'll get it, you. It, it weighs me down. Mm-hmm. Every time I eat anything, I think to myself like, oh my gosh, I, this is bad. Or, oh, I'm mm. having a good day. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said I, I had lost about 30 pounds a year ago. I've since gained probably 15 of it back because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy for me to blame COVID. There's always an excuse, right? Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> to justify it somehow. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm having a really hard time getting back on the wagon. Um, a really hard time. I recently signed back up for a weight loss program um, that I've had success with in the past. And I just can't get myself back into the groove. I feel like what you're saying, I just cannot wait to hear our viewers' reaction to that and how many of them are on that struggle bus with us. Again, different levels of it, but just in hearing you say all of those things, I know so many of our viewers are falling victim to that same up and down. Well, I also think, you know, at the end of the day, we are human beings. We tend to be creatures of habit. So once you fall into a routine, it kind of is harder to get out of that routine, you know, and then Mm -hmm. thinking of, you know, being brought up, you, you kind of mentioned something that was really impactful too, which is there's good food and there's bad food. Yes. But like, I think we need to train ourselves to think about that a little bit differently and think about like, okay, I'm eating food for, you know, my body for fueling my body and not Mm -hmm. think of it as, well, this is negative. So like for me, if, if I wake up and I eat a piece of cake, 
which, you know, let's be realistic. I don't keep cake at the house or I would do that. But if I, but who if hasn't I did that, done that? <laughs> right. <laughs> but if I did do that, then, well, now today, today's just off the table. Today's just, it's Fair. not going to be my healthy day. Instead of me thinking, okay, I had that piece of cake earlier. Let me have a, a nice, you know, salad for lunch and, and do something healthier for dinner. It's like, nope, this whole day's ruined. I'm done. Yep. I'm going to eat garbage all day. And I know we've discussed that, I believe on another podcast or just amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. that like, why do we wait until yes. the Monday or the new month or the new year? Like, why can't we just take it with it that second make that think of it as it's a new day it's a new hour it's a new second like just take it as it comes and like Hmm. give ourselves some cut ourselves a little bit of a break you know yeah like it comes to our mind activate it yeah it's interesting danielle that you said it that way because i have always been someone who it doesn't necessarily have to be monday for me to start but i like that you broke it down even minutes and seconds. Absolutely. Because like you said, okay, maybe I made a bad, and I'm, for those that aren't watching, I'm using air quotes, a bad (laughs) choice for breakfast. Um, But now I still have another choice for what I'm going to have for lunch. And I still have another choice about what I'm going to have, you know, for a snack or whatever. Um, But I have always been someone who, if I start my day off wrong, that I'm like, well, it's a free for all now. I may as well just do whatever I want. And then the next thing I know, it's a month later, I'm 10 pounds heavier and I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. I, it's so hard. And I think for me, especially, I just truly love food with everything in me. I enjoy it. There are certain foods that I know are terrible for me and I just l- truly love them. When I'm my heaviest, I'm my happiest. Like when I lose weight, that's when you know something's wrong. Because <laughs> you're depriving yourself. Yeah, like it's 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 that instinct. So for me, like when I when you see me lose weight, it's not because of a good thing. Usually, there's something happening in my world that mm-hmm. has caused that. Because stress does that. But I just love food. When I'm happy, I'm like more food, please. It feeds me. <laughs> I wish I so you maybe I don't know if either of you have um, followed at all the body positivity movement and the everybody is a good body, that kind of Mm -hmm. self-help kind of stuff. And at my heaviest, which was mm, two or three years ago, I can look back. It's, this is why I hate Facebook because they, you know, you can see the (laughs) memories. Yeah. You know, pictures from five years ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world? I just, I was so much heavier. It doesn't matter, but during that, that time in my life when I was really he- heavy, um, I thought, well, I'm just going to be body positive and this is just the way I'm going to look. And oh, I am okay. so happy for people who have the mentality or have mm-hmm. the, the mental strength to love the body that they're in, regardless of what size it is or regardless of what it looks like. That is not me. And I was kind of slapping a, a body positivity band-aid over the fact that I really was struggling. Um, and I'm terrified that I'm tiptoeing back into that territory. I think that's a really good point because sometimes trends are put out there just to make people feel better, but not necessarily be better. And I think I'm not saying that anyone should feel shame for their body, but- yeah. I mean, 
I'm five foot ish or less. <laughs> For those who don't know me, I cannot walk around as a 250 pound person right. and feel good about myself. Like there's no way I would be feeling good at that weight for my size. Like I, I would be probably very ill. So I, I think like, while like right now I'm, I don't mind what I look like and I'm the heaviest I've ever been. So I'm, I kind of fall into that lump, but as we discussed, I'm like, you guys hold me accountable because I don't want to die of a heart attack. Sometimes it's not about weight. It's about the health. That's it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that come along with being overweight. I have terrible, terrible knees. And when I lose weight, my knees feel wonderful. But when I gain weight, I can barely walk up the stairs. It hurts so bad. Mm. Um, there's, there's so much that comes along with it. And so I, I am envious of those of you that are happy at any size. Um, I just don't have the, the tools to, to be where you are, I think, in that journey. Bridget, if you don't mind me asking, so you said that you're, you're having, I know you started your program again, but you're mm-hmm. not quite as gung-ho mm-hmm. about it as you were last time. What do you feel like that hesitation is coming from? Is it... Cause it's COVID and the lifestyle that we currently are living just makes it so difficult to jump, jump back on it. Or like, what can you pinpoint or you don't know? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I know that I'm not happy. I know that I see pictures of myself and I think, oh my gosh, I'm so angry at myself because, uh, a year ago I felt the best I have felt in my adult life. And then COVID happened and um, to now start seeing those pictures come up on Facebook memories of me a year ago compared to, to me today, I'm so angry at myself. Um, sorry. Um, and I think maybe the anger. I know. <laughs> sorry. Um, I Danielle's think hugging anger. at her heart and I'm deep down going, <laughs> tears are great for ratings. Keep it up, Bridget. Keep it up. <laughs> Amanda. Oh. I'm totally teasing, <laughs> trying to lighten up the moment, but really they are. No, I know. <laughs> I think, I think it's, I think it's, um, a form of self-sabotage for sure. I think I'm the, the anger I feel at myself, um, for, for letting this happen again for the 450th time. I mean, when I say I'm a yo-yo dieter, I mean it. Like, there is not a diet I haven't tried, a shake I haven't drank, a pill I haven't taken. Well, maybe not, but you know, I've, I've tried everything. But I think so many, sorry, Amanda. I'm so sorry. Like we're just so eager to get into this topic. (laughs) I just think you saying those words are so important for so many people because I feel like when it comes to weight, people do feel so embarrassed or ashamed Mm-hmm. And frustrated with ourselves and to hear somebody just be able to verbalize what they're feeling, I think is going to be so important, Bridget. So, I mean, I appreciate you being so vulnerable right now. Like so appreciate it. Seriously. I 100% agree. There's going to be so many people out there that are in the same, in the same shoes as you right now. And it's so important to you know, think about maybe, you know, there's so many different avenues that you can take to lose weight, right? But you just have to find 
what one makes you happy and two works for your lifestyle because you are a successful business owner. You are an amazing mom. You're a fantastic wife. Like you have all of these things on your plate Yeah, as do a lot of people, but you just have to figure out what's going to fit for your lifestyle and then kind of realize that you're worthy of the, the body that you want or, or the, even the lifestyle that you want, whatever the case may be. Like, I think that that's part of things that people have to realize is like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a terrible person. I'm eating this pizza again, or I'm eating McDonald's again, or whatever it is. But like, we need to cut ourselves some slack. And I, obviously it's easier said than done because I do the same thing to myself all the time. Anytime I'm eating something bad, quote unquote, but it's, you know, realizing that you're not a bad person for doing this and accidents are allowed to happen and slip ups or whatever you want to call it. You just have to get back on track and find something that works for you. That's the hardest part. It is. And there's so many different avenues that you can take. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I've tried them all. Um, But one of the, the things that I've been trying to incorporate, and I don't know if you guys have heard of this is intuitive eating. I have heard of this. I actually I have not. Yeah. I'm going to purchase the book. Um, a, a friend of mine and a leader at my church actually ran a group about it and I went through the group. I read the book, but there's so much more to learn about it. And it's, it's teaching yourself that there is no such thing as good food or mm-hmm. bad food. It's just all food. Food is food is food is food. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it comes down to sitting down, so not eating distracted. How many times mm. am I eating while I'm driving? Literally oh once gosh. a day. Literally yep. once a day, if not more, because of the, the way we work. Um, yes, yes. But it's, it's sitting down, putting your food in front of you, taking a bite, really like chewing and being thoughtful, mm-hmm. and... I know myself how many times, because there's something sitting in front of me, I'm just going to eat it. I'm not hungry. I might not even like what that thing is, but it's there. Preach. <laughs> uh, so, seriously. So, so, so bad. Yes. So I am going to look into uh, intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the other part of my success last year in losing that 30 pounds was intermittent fasting, um, mm-hmm. which is not for everyone. But I really enjoyed it. I just, again, can't get myself back in gear uh, to do it. And a lot of it has to do with our schedule. Yes. It's hard, it's hard to stop to eating at 5 o'clock at night mm-hmm. if dinner is not even done yet. Mm-hmm. And then the later you eat in the day, the, the later you can start eating the following day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does work. And there's, there's a lot of benefits outside of weight loss to it. It's just a matter of getting back into it. And so that's my biggest struggle right now. And I'm sure there's other people out there. I know there's other people out there who are, who are feeling the same way. Brandon has done the intermittent fasting and he Mm -hmm. loved it. It takes the issue about it is kind of what you said with our schedules. We are very um, all over the place, I guess, as far as our schedules go, it's very hard to keep strict timelines on stuff. But it takes so much planning. And also, I tried it as well. X number of months ago, I don't even know. I did it for less than a day (laughs) because I get very hangry 
Mm-hmm. And it's not good for anybody to be around me when I'm hungry like that. Like, it's not just like a little bit of hunger. It's like, uh, I woke up four hours ago and I still haven't ate food. Like this isn't going to be good. This is yeah. Good. Yeah. And in order to combat that, you have to stop eating at like four o'clock the day before. And that's just right. not possible a lot of the time for people, uh, with a, with kids and B who have, crazy schedules that sometimes have you out of the house until seven or eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just difficult. It is. And I know you guys know, and our viewers are about to know, I have a lot of like sensitive stomach issues. Mm-hmm. So how many times have I said, I'm not going to really eat until I get home right? Mm-hmm. because I don't want to get a sensitive, upset stomach while I'm out and about showing home you know, working and, and everything else. So I, I struggle. And so I'll binge eat once I know I can get home and I'm safe. Yeah. And that's probably the worst thing I possibly can do. So I'll go all morning, sometimes all afternoon and all evening without eating anything. Oh no. Mm-mm. And then I come home from say that last appointment and then I'll just scarf because I'm so hungry. Mm-hmm. And all I've had that day is coffee. Mm. Right. Which is also terrible for your stomach. Which is terrible. So right. it's, yeah, it's terrible for my stomach. That's worth the pain though. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> just gives me that heartburn and <laughs> digestion. Um, but yeah. that's, that's like one of my biggest struggles. So it's not necessarily, um, you know, a diet, but just health wise, mm-hmm. it's, it's not good for my body whatsoever. No. And one of the biggest things that I need to get control of is how I um, broach the topic of weight and body image with my children. Mm. Because again, my dad did not do it the right way with me. Um, And I'll tell a quick story. I probably shouldn't tell it, but I just, I'm going to. Um, Face face. (laughs) So brave. I remember, um, I was probably, I don't know, 10 or 11. I I can't be sure. Um, and we went bathing suit shopping and my sister who's younger than me has always been much, much smaller than me. And she got a bikini and I wanted a bikini and my mom bought me one. And I'm a little, like, I'm a child. I'm not a teenager. I'm not an adult. I'm a child. And my dad came home and we were showing him our bathing suits. And then we went back to our rooms and I could hear my dad say to my mom, why would you let her walk around looking like that? Talking about me. Um, and again, I was a child and I will never forget the way that made me feel. And I never, ever want my kids to feel that way or hear me say, and I would never say something like that, but I, I don't ever want to put that on them. And maybe it's a little different because I have boys, but boys have body image issues just as much as as girls do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that is one thing. Aaron is a very, very picky eater. And like most picky eaters, he's not eating vegetables. He's not eating fruit. He's eating peanut butter and jelly. He's eating macaroni and cheese. And he's nine. He's fine right now. But what's to say that that's not going to catch up to him later? And that is what scares me is figuring out how to have the conversation with him about how we need to eat better. We need to do better for our bodies without making him feel ashamed. Mm -hmm. 
I don't have an answer for you about that. Uh, I don't either. I don't it, either. Well, my mind just goes to that holds me accountable because then I have to eat those same things I'm going to encourage my child to eat. And I'm going, <laughs> actually, that reminds me of something. Um, I won't say who, just in case I have family members listening, but I have a family member who has a couple of kids and his now ex um, is vegan. And so that's how they're raising their children is vegan. My family member is not vegan and was not vegan prior to having children. But he was like, how can I tell my kids, this is what you have to eat, mm-hmm. but I'm not eating it as well. And so he has completely done a 180 on himself. And he, I mean, I'm not saying that veganism is like for everybody, right? right. But he's, he has more energy and he's doing so much better. He's healthier all around because he didn't want to be that, um, you know, I can't think of the word, but like that stereotypical, no, that's not the word. Hypocritical? Hypocritical. That's it. He doesn't want to be that hypocritical parent saying, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. And I thought that was definitely fall victim to that because anyone who knows me knows I hate vegetables and I'm not really a fan of fruit either. Hmm. So it's, it is a struggle because I do think you, you do show more with your actions than more with your voice um, when it comes to food habits. But I think your voice can be super hurtful as you've proven Bridget. Mm -hmm. So it's like a multi-level, um, you know, issue. Uh, and I think we all would agree. And I think every mother who's listening would agree. Part of our worst habits are because we are busy moms. So I can't tell you how often, like I've made own a meal and then I ate whatever was left on his plate. Yeah. Instead of doing a whole meal. And like right now, Marcus is working very odd hours. So if I can get out of cooking and just have to cook Owen something, like I'm not really cooking a real meal for me. It's not uncommon for me to have that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? <laughs> which is not good. I mean, it's good. It's just not a full um, nutritious, nutritious, thank you, meal. Mm. Yeah. So here's my issues and I guess I shouldn't say issues, but here are my challenges that I'm up against. One, I'm a snacker. That's Mm -hmm. what I do. That's the way that I was kind of brought up. Sorry, mom, but we eat snacks. That's what we do. We also really like carbs, but that's another story. (laughs) My other situation is I have a young child and you, during pregnancy, your whole body changes. I'm not saying that I was super happy with the way that I looked prior to having Watson or, or getting pregnant with Watson because I wasn't, you know, we're, we're never happy. Right. Right. But I am only about three pounds away from my pre-pregnancy weight, which I know I should be back, but whatever, what is should anyways. Um, but my body looks so different. So it's not even really about the number on the scale. It's more about like my body proportions and how different I just am shaped now, which is probably something I'm just going to have to get over, but it's, it's a challenge. And, you know, I think, I don't know. I want, I want to bring Watson up in a household where he sees active parents and healthy eating parents. So then that's just a habit for him because I was, my mom was always very active and she worked out regularly. And that's, I kind of want him to have that type of home life where right now I kind of don't, I'm working on it. It's a journey. You know, we're all, we're all just doing the best that we can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are. 
It's- no, you're right. Pregnancy completely changes the shape of your body and the way your clothes fit and the way your clothes look. I didn't expect it. I just, yeah. I honestly thought, like, I knew that losing the weight was going to be a challenge, which mm-hmm. it has, but I didn't expect, like, the whole shape to be different, like where I'm carrying my fat and how my hips are just wider now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, childbirth. <laughs> Am I right? I'm <laughs> You guys are both just like, right? <laughs> right. Well, and Bridget, you're the only one with multiples um, as far as like two children, not like she's had twins. <laughs> um, what no. What did you see in your, your pregnancies? How did they differ with weights? Ooh. Um, Without, um, I mean, getting too personal, but I mean, I'm no, sure no, there no. was differences. There were. And and quite honestly, I did not gain a ton of weight with either of them, um, which I'm very thankful for. You know, you hear of the women who gained 60, 70 pounds. I think I gained 20 pounds, which with each of them, Mm. and they were both big babies. I mean, they were half of that. Um, So losing the pregnancy weight wasn't terribly difficult because once they were gone and all that fluid and stuff was gone, um, I only, I'm telling you, I maybe only had 10 pounds or so. Hmm. And, um, to be quite honest, when I was, when we were trying to get pregnant with Aaron, I have, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome which is also why I have a hard time losing weight. Um, so I had been put on some medication that kind of forced me to lose weight in order to get pregnant, but I was not super thin to begin with. So to say I bounced back is fair, but also it's not like I bounced back to a size seven. I've never been a size seven. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't gain a ton of, a, a ton of weight during pregnancy. It's, it's more so just the, the back and forth and the up and down from everyday life. Mm-hmm. So. so what do you think in a perfect world could solve all of your, your problems with the yo-yo dieting, as you've put it? Um, first of all, one of my, my – goals was to not say, um, on this podcast. And I don't think I've been successful. So oh, I'm sure I have. <laughs> but I think you're putting, like, we're coming at you with some questions that you weren't scripted to answer. So be gentle That's with true. your ums. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're gathering your thoughts. This is off the cuff. That's, That's right. <laughs> I think finding, finding peace within my mind is going to be the first hurdle. And I think until I get there with myself, I don't know that I will ever be successful at truly losing and keeping the weight off. So I do think the first thing I need to do is probably talk to someone. I also think finding something that is not a diet, something that is sustainable. Mm -hmm. I, I know so many people who have success with keto, for example. I know a ton of people, my mom, um, and stepdad mm-hmm. included that have lost significant amounts of weight doing keto. That is not sustainable for me. It's really not, not with the the lifestyle that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's, 
maybe that's an excuse, but I, I've heard from a lot of people that it's not sustainable. So a getting some, uh, help in some therapy and B finding something that's truly sustainable and something that allows me to still eat what I want to eat within reason Mm -hmm. and allows me to be active, but not have to kill myself exercising. Mm -hmm. Just something that you can, that I can take with me throughout the rest of my time here on this earth, because quite frankly, I haven't found it yet. Obviously Uh, I'm still searching. (laughs) I agree. I think it's finding. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, I feel like, when I hear people's success with not dieting, because I hate, I really do hate that word, mm-hmm. um, eating healthier is all about the planning. Yes. You know, in the prepping. And that is such a heavy task. So if anyone's listening that has tricks that don't consume our entire Sunday of food prepping, because our Sundays are jammed packed sometimes. And so that like our weekends just aren't options all the time to be that way. Um, Please share your tips and tricks for us because I think that would be so beneficial to us all. And you know, I love my TikTok. So I follow this one gal and she's a nurse and she's like, I don't have time to prep my food. And so she literally throws her vegetables and stuff. She just washes them and she brings them. She doesn't cut them up or anything. And she's eating like peppers, like it's an apple. And she puts some cream cheese on it. And she's just, she goes, I don't, what mom has time for this? And it's so true though, because she's getting it done with what she has in the time that's allotted, where if she actually took the time to cut up those peppers, cut up the cucumbers, she ain't eating them. Mm-mm. Which I mean, really, if you think about it, what is the difference between eating it and sitting I, there and cutting it up? It's all about presentation. So, like, so what if it doesn't look pretty? Who cares? Yeah, she's just like <laughs> just she do it. The whole cucumber, and then she just, you know. And I'm like, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's, that's actually super helpful because I can't tell you, and I know I'm not alone in this. How many bags of salad have gone to die in my refrigerator, or how many cucumbers, peppers, whatever it is. And I'll open up my refrigerator. I'm like, oh, yeah, I bought those three weeks ago. Those aren't good anymore because I didn't have the time. And we just talked the other day about how um, I know a lot of people use Sundays to meal prep. Yeah. My Sundays start at 8 a.m. And they don't end until 5 or 5.30. And at that point, I still have to come home, get my kids ready for school, do laundry, you know, whatever else I have to do. I do not have time to cook up six chicken breasts and cut up uh, salad stuff and whatever. I, I really wish there was some sort of miracle answer to this. And maybe it is just eating a cucumber whole and not caring. <laughs> and that, that is really her. And she has become TikTok famous because of it. Hmm. And I'm like, I, so we can't be the only women out there that go, no. that makes sense. Because no way. I, I like her because I'm going, you're speaking my language. Yeah. Granted, I, I like that a lot. I didn't buy any peppers and cucumbers when I went to the store yesterday, even though I know they're <laughs> a little trick again. But I did ask for her everything but the bagel seasoning that they were out of. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. A friend of mine, Rachel, I don't know if you're listening, but I'm talking Hi, about you. Hi, Rachel. Um, sent me everything but the bagel seasoning. You have some? I have two. <laughs> Amanda needs some. 
I will share with you, my dear Amanda. Here's the thing. Every time I see somebody eating it, they're eating it on eggs. And I hate eggs. I don't eat eggs. What? What? Sorry. But that's okay. That's okay. And so can I tell you about another TikTok person? I don't want this to be all about TikTok, but they literally cut the bell pepper in half and they throw like chicken salad in it because chicken salad is something that you can prep ahead of time that doesn't take a ton of time. Right. And she just throws it right in the bell pepper. She cuts it in half and she's eating it like that. And then the bread doesn't get soggy and she's just, and I mean, you can imagine the crunching in those videos and it's yeah. satisfying. Oh. I'm like, crunch, honey, crunch. No, I don't want to okay. hear anybody eat. I'm going to be really real for a second. So oh, I'm girl. a big fruits and veggies person personally. I just like them. I just always have. Here's my issue with peppers. Love peppers. This is going to be super embarrassing, but we're going there. They make me burp mm. all day. I can't be the one that that makes me, that, 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 that happens to me, right? Like literally I'll have one bite of pepper and it's all day I'm burping up pepper. And then I don't want anybody to be like, why do I smell pepper? <laughs> like, I get so that way with I, broccoli. I, I, I can't help it. Do yeah, all broccoli types and cauliflower. Of peppers? All peppers, all peppers do it to me. Also cucumbers kind of do sometimes, but yeah. cucumbers don't really have like a strong odor, odor to them. So it's not that big of a deal or a strong taste for that matter either. Because it's uncomfortable for me too. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe Not there's, a pepper. Some, there's some truth to um, just eating our food as is and uh, enjoying it. And I, I, I feel like the world probably doesn't smell the pepper burps. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I do have one more tip. And I, this is something that I've been working on. You guys can't see, but I have a little tracker up on my wall. So for anybody who watches the YouTubes. There is a YouTuber. His name is Matt Diavella. I love him so much. He has fantastic videos. I highly recommend him. Um, he talks about something. I don't know if he created it or if he heard it from somebody else, but he talks about it a lot about the two day rule. So anytime he's trying to create a habit, whether that's running or eating healthy or making his bed every day, he follows the two day rule for an entire month where he will try to do that habit every single day. But if he misses a day, he won't miss two days in a row. Hmm. If he didn't work out one day, he's like, well, I can't miss two days in a row because then you fall off that habit. And so he talks about creating these habits and you kind of have to do things like in a process and kind of do things slowly. Um, but I thought that that was really interesting. And that's something that I've been working on a lot the last couple of months. I like that that allows the forgiveness for the yes. off the cusp day that you get sick or yep. your day just, especially in our, our case, we can have nothing and then it can just be completely full. Oh my so gosh, yeah. I really like that because then we can, we already have a forgiveness plan mm-hmm. and we can pick Don't back do two up days in a row. Where, where we left off. I've uh, been working on that for months with exercise and you know, just little things that I've been working on. I have, I have a whole system. I do a journal of, I, I do. So I have, uh, I do, I do three things every day or I try, right. I do three things every day. And this actually comes from another YouTuber, Amy Landino, which love I love her. her so much. I just, I feel like we would be best friends. Yep. Um, so I do movement, mindful and mastery. So like get up and move your butt every day, 30 minutes every day, try to do something mindful is either like journaling or for me, it could be reading or like doing yoga at night, just something to kind of rest my mind because I'm a very anxious person. And then mastery is working on your craft. 
So whether that be actual, you know, your job or doing your passion project or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So do the three M's every day. And that's what I've been tracking through the two-day rule for Matt DML. Good I time. like that, Danielle. Mm-hmm. I've been working on it. It's hard, but you know, I'm not perfect at it. There have been days that I didn't do it for two days in a row or maybe even three days in a row, but I just try to get right back into it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, don't, don't slack off. Just keep doing it. That's, but I think going back to, if we fall off, get back to it as soon mm-hmm. as we can, not necessarily yeah. that next day, like really make right. that decision that minute. Um, hmm. This is such a heavy topic, but such an important one. And um, I know like for me personally, besides loving food, I really like to me, any, you know, weight loss isn't even about the lose the number at all. It's about actually, well, I guess numbers in a physical way, you know, for cholesterol or, you know, all of those numbers, not, it's not limited to the scale for me. Um, again, like I said, I'm so short that I really, now that I'm pushing that 40, some changes need to be made. <laughs> I feel like she was pausing, waiting for us to say, 40, you're, no way. That pause didn't that come, so I moved on. <laughs> I was like, wow, guys, I know I have wrinkles, but jeez. Oh, please, like, we'll mm-hmm, go on, there. we know, we know. Go on, mm-hmm, you are on almost 40. I have more wrinkles than you. Get out of here. That's not true. That's no, not it's true. Not. No, Amanda's full of wrinkles. You, Danielle, look like a newborn baby. I know. I know. When she's holding Watson. I'm going to get Botox one day. You watch. Mm. And then I'm going to come in here and be like, I'm excited. <laughs> how, many, how many likes for Danielle to be able to get Botox? Ooh, let's do it. I she will was totally like, just five. It. Just five is all it's going to take. Oh, bye. <laughs> Twisted my arm. <laughs> that number up a little bit I'm not ready for it yet but my 35 I'll do it yeah (laughs) no I just I I want to thank you guys because we it's funny uh we recorded last week and we ended our our conversation about pandemic parenting and Mm -hmm. I don't even know what started the conversation but we had this conversation last week right after recording our our last episode and I appreciate you guys for allowing this to be a topic because we have a whole list of topics and this was not on it. And so thank you for allowing me to kind of sneak this in because I think I needed it. I, I am very, um, there's that. I'm again, I am a people pleaser. I am someone who cares very much about what other people think of me. And to be quite honest, I see myself on these videos when I watch the playback and all I can think is, oh my gosh, people are watching this like, who's that fat chick? Or wow, the last time I saw her, that's not what she looks like. That I can't get past it. Um, and so I needed to be able to be open and honest about that because I do think that there's times where I'm so consumed with what I look like while we're doing this that I can't be an active member <laughs> of this of the conversation. Um, at least in my head, I feel like I, I can't be. So thank you for allowing this to be a, a topic. And I hope that if there are people listening who are who feel the same way, who have had the same struggles, that 
you feel comfortable sharing those or getting the help that you need to get through them. I, I think that this will probably push me to get some help. It's something that I know that I've needed for a very long time, but it's an embarrassing thing. Uh, actually, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't, shouldn't be. I will say, I don't know if either of you know this. The year before I lost that 30 pounds that I keep talking about, uh, when I was probably the heaviest I've ever been, I went for a gastric bypass consultation and had to see a therapist. And it was so comforting to talk to someone, although we didn't talk about, you know, why I have these struggles or what they are, but it was comforting to know that I could open up to someone and not feel self-conscious. So I do think... I do think that that having done this now and having it go public in a couple of days will probably push me to to get some more help. Um, and so, if you're someone who also needs help, then you're not alone. I have three things to say to all of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, that was very long. <laughs> no, first of all, like the third is that's part of why we started this podcast because doesn't it feel so good when we just say certain things and we get it off of our chest? Well, this is kind of therapy, right? I mean, this is, this This, is us just talking. This is just real life. Women need women. And that's why I'm so passionate about this podcast. And I know you two both are as well. And while always a disclaimer goes out there, we are not medical professionals or lawyers or anything. We are women in the trenches and we know what it's like to struggle with whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just different struggles. So, um, I, I love that you, you voice that too. I feel like I'm sorry you feel that way when you look at yourself in the podcast because I know what our viewers are seeing are a a girl with cute hair that flips and has a character of its own, amazing glasses, beautiful skin, a beautiful smile, and an advocate for so many other women. That's what we're seeing. You are seriously beautiful inside and out. Like you're seriously one of the funniest people I've ever met my whole life. I, like, I, I wish I had an ounce of right. that quick wit that you have. Oh an ounce. I'm going to come out here and cry more often. Wit. That's how good it is. <laughs> We're just like, oh, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> so that is what people actually see, Bridget, not yes. what you actually are visually seeing. And then the first thing that I went backwards is when you, when this organically came, this topic – Mm-hmm. Danielle and I did not hesitate to go, oh my gosh, Done. that is the next podcast. It mm-hmm. wasn't, no, I mean, there wasn't a permission to discuss it. It just seems so right. So thank you for being the podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? I mean, that's what, that's why we're doing this is kind of bringing out these, these topics as they're coming to us, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's, it, that gives us the flexibility. Like if something's on our heart or something's on our mind, we mm-hmm. just go with it. Yeah. And that goes for any one of us. And I love Absolutely. that this is what we did because we're all struggling just in our own ways. I know. Yeah. I know so many women are going to be blessed by your story, Bridget. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Because as freely as I am talking about it, it's not easy to talk about and it's embarrassing. And I feel bad talking negatively about my dad who's not here to defend himself. Um, but 
What did Marta say during our podcast with her? She said it so nice. Like, it's not my responsibility to make you feel better it, for the way that I'm the, not the guardian of your feelings. Yes. Why do yes. I have the guardian of your feelings? Yeah. And it, the same thing applies there. What was said was said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you right. You don't have to defend that. No. For anybody. It's okay to, if it hurt your feelings, it hurt your feelings and no one should try and minimize that at all. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, well, I appreciate you both. I love you both so much. And I am thankful that you, um, you know, like I said, opened up the, the podcast to this topic because it's, it's a tough one. Uh, for me personally, and I know for other people. So I think how I'd like to end it is, A, if you're struggling, you certainly don't have to to comment publicly about that, but feel free to send me a message and I'm happy to talk to you or commiserate with you. Um, if you know a local therapist that deals with this kind of stuff in Southeast Michigan, <laughs> you have a recommendation. Maybe we have one in the group. Right? Who knows? Oh, yes. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily looking for diet tips because, like I said, done them all, been there, done that. It's just a matter. I think I think the first hurdle is um, working on my mental health around it. I would give one caveat to the diet tips. We don't need hmm. diet tips per se, but if you have any like tips and tricks to make planning go a little yes. bit smoother, that is something that would be really beneficial. Yes, that a thousand percent easier on us because we and we wouldn't dare send our child to school without a somewhat nutritious lunch or make sure that they're fed. So why we do it to ourselves, I'll never understand. I know it's the nurturers in us, you know. Yeah, yeah. If only we could nurture ourselves, and that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Right. Yeah, (laughs) good one. It is. Um, but yeah, I just, again, appreciate you guys. I hope that this hit home for, actually, I hope it hit home for nobody. I hope you're all super happy with yourselves and don't struggle (laughs) with the things that I've talked about today. But if you do and you want to talk about it, um, you can send me a message on my, on my Facebook page or on the Bad Moms in Business page and we can connect that way. Um, and just thanks for listening and coming along today. It was hard, but it was a little cathartic and happy to have you guys behind me. Got you back. Love being here with you and for you. And for everybody else. Absolutely. This is why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. So Bridget, you always like part us with like your final wisdom words. So what's our task for this week? Yeah. What are we going to be this week? Yeah. Um, Well, I think... We're in uh, the week of the election. And so I just want to say be kind mm. to yourself. You killed it. Be kind to the people who vote differently than you. Be kind regardless of who is elected. I don't know that we're, we're recording this on election day, hence my sticker. Yeah. Um, but be kind. If if your guy doesn't win, react the way that you would want to uh, see other people react. 
Amen. Does that make sense? I don't think I said oh. that very eloquently, but um, let's it. just, let's be kind. We need it. That. We need it. No better way to end this than that, Bridget. You nailed it. Look at me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes, you are my beautiful Bridget. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, until next week, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.